0: I just put in my bio that I hate camping and sports. (laughs) Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray.
1: And I am Heather B. Armstrong.
0: And this is one of those weeks where we called each other and jumped immediately into recording. So
1: we didn't say a word we haven't.
0: no we haven't really haven't really had a chance to figure things out because sometimes that's how this goes yeah so how are you
1: um i'm you know i'm i'm, I'm here i'm alive that's what i do it's <laughs> take it day-to-day right day-to-day
0: that's right yeah. Here and alive. That's really Here. all we can ask for, honestly. Here and
1: alive. And, i you know, I never know what the day today is going to be. So if I wake up and within the first couple of hours I'm okay, like I consider that like a just fucking victory. <laughs> I got two hours without pain. Yay. So
0: that's good, though. It's a blissful morning.
1: Well, that was yesterday.
0: <laughs> oh, so today has been. Less exciting.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a combination of trying to self-treat something that I know a lot about now. And we should probably talk about this because I forwarded that link to you from Reddit about monogamous dating. Oh, yes. Because we need to get an update on um, how things are going for you.
0: Oh, fucking
1: bubble. <laughs> so, but really quickly, I... I've always avoided Reddit because people would, would always like say to me, well, you know what they're saying about you over on Reddit, right? You know, they have threads about people and personas and personalities and bloggers and whatever. And so right. I avoided Reddit all the time. You know, I never, ever looked at Reddit.
0: And for a long time, I had heard that it was just kind of garbage.
1: Yeah. Like it's like just a cesspool of the Internet.
0: Right, like where people go to just complain and bitch right. about things, and so sort where, of like Twitter, but much less helpful.
1: And and the exact opposite is true. Yes. Um, yeah, um, uh, there are there 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 is a cesspool element to it, but um, I have found so much, uh, so many many helpful stories and exchanges and threads. And it's been such a source of information for me to go look at and investigate. And I have spent so much time on Reddit. Oh my God. Uh, They also have really funny, you know, cat and dog videos. So,
0: you know, it's funny that you, that you mentioned that because I had for years had the same exact impression of Reddit. And I think it was, it must've been last year or something. Lexton has a friend and his, his parents and I align very closely politically. And his dad would continuously send me these links to Reddit that related to politics. And they were all really good, Like, like very well informed. And people were posting sources and the discussions were really civil. And I made a comment to him that I had always just imagined that Reddit was kind of trash and he said the same thing. He said there are those there are those patches that are terrible, and they kind of gave Reddit a bad name. But yeah, since then I've I've looked into. I mean, I've gone there intentionally to find information about things. Yeah, and it's really helpful.
1: I know. Um, I, 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 I'm sure that I sound stupid as somebody who's been on the internet for as long as I have been. Um, but like Marlo got her haircut on Saturday, and I was waiting. Um, while well, she had it done, and I just opened Reddit and there. I follow a, um, nature is, like, one, like, nature is brilliant, something, something, Reddit stream, uh, thread. Okay. Um, like, basically posting pictures of incredible landscapes or animals or buildings and stuff like that. And there was a picture of a, it was some sort of cat, like, a, either a bobcat or, um... Uh, some sort of wild cat, large, um, okay. <laughs> I forget which a mountain one of cat of some sort. Well, it was in Florida. Oh,
0: okay. So probably. And
1: yeah, it was a beautiful photo and I saw the, co- that there were like over a thousand comments and I was like, Oh, I wonder what they're saying about the photo. And it went into this huge discussion about forensic science and how, um, what is the doctor that, uh, Invest what are, the the guy the guys who <laughs> who oh god the, see this is my brain in pain um when you die and they look at your body to, to figure out what went wrong God help cor- me. coroner um whoever's the person that does the work on the dead body it's so the did, coroner isn't it or is, is that just
0: the, the person who pronounces them dead
1: I think it's the person who pronounces them dead fuck. I'm gonna have to. I guess it's
0: okay that this is an area we're not particularly knowledgeable about.
1: (laughs) This shows you that I don't watch CSI very often, or or ever did. Right. Um, I did watch Law and Order though, Um, but like apparently um, forensics couldn't keep up with what was happening in the Everglades with dead bodies because they had we would cover bodies from the Everglades where people had dumped them. Sorry if this gets morbid. And because the de- deterioration of the body, decomposition of the body in the Everglades is so fast and quick, they, science wasn't keeping up with it. So they, they created a cadaver farm in the Everglades where they dumped dead bodies and then studied how they decomposed so that they could keep up with the science.
0: And this is all in that wildcat thread?
1: All in the wildcat thread. Okay. Yeah. And then it talked about, and I don't remember this, and you probably wouldn't be old enough, and Pete barely remembers this, there was a plane that went down in the Everglades in 1996. It apparently like nosedived into the Everglades. And they had an extremely difficult time recovering bodies because of um not only the uh, vegetation they call it the muck um the muck okay the muck the vegetation sort of sucks things down but you have alligators and snakes and all sorts of animals that are in the everglades feasting on whatever they can
0: right so in a short amount of time there's not much left
1: right so apparently when they were trying to recover bodies from this plane they were fending off alligators.
0: <laughs> oh wow.
1: I'm learning all of this as I'm sitting reading Reddit while my child gets her haircut. Like I'm just like so fascinated. I was like, "Wow, Reddit, you're just and everybody was being civil to each other, except like a Swede was like kind of, you know, ribbing a Dane and the Dane was ribbing <laughs> the Swede back. And it was just I was like, this is not what I expected to discover here.
0: But even with that ribbing, it's like they're also adding to the conversation. Yes. Which is and I, I, I have to say I, I was Googling it. I think what we were looking for is forensic pathologist.
1: Forensic pathologist. Is that what it is?
0: I think okay. so. Someone, if we're wrong, we're pro- probably wrong. We're
1: probably wrong,
0: but I don't uh, want to Google too many different ways of who How these dead who bodies. Who is the
1: doctor? Who is the doctor that? Uh, oh God, this is. People are probably screaming at their phones right now.
0: <laughs> well, because this this says forensic pathologists are medical doctors. Okay. And while, while pathology is the study of disease and is a broad field that includes doctors who study biopsy results, forensic pathologists typically focus on studying the dead and the okay. reasons they die.
1: Okay. Yeah, so they, they had to create a cadaver farm. All of this is learned off of Reddit, where I have learned so much about the possibilities of what could be wrong with me. Um, because every the the GI doctors that I have talked to won't have not done blood tests they haven't tested my thyroid they haven't done hormone tests they have just basically said okay you're constipated here's some medication that you can't afford that's basically what both three gi doctors now three have done this to me
0: and reddit has been helpful
1: oh my god like reddit has just been just phenomenal in terms of resources and stories and what works and what doesn't work and what has worked and what you can look into. And then yesterday I stumbled across that uh, thread where someone was like, I'm a monogamous dater. Am I weird? Am I alone? And he basically reiterated our whole point from our episode last week where he's like, I just don't want to like go on a date Go on like a month or two months worth of date with you, worth of dates with you, if you're going to be dating other people.
0: Like, yep. Yeah. And it was, it was a fact. I mean, I spent f- far too long reading through this thread <laughs> because the original, I mean, the original post was a, a man by the sounds of how it's written, but all kinds of people are chiming in that they're in the same boat. But his post was interesting because he was very clear. It's not like he wants ownership of a person he just he knows that he's a monogamous dater and doesn't want to invest that time without right. knowing but then you you have to tread lightly because you don't want to seem like too committed too early or that you're needy so he was kind of trying to feel it out like where how many dates how long <laughs> like what what do you do? And then people in the comments are like, well, it depends on how often you're going out. You know, if it's four dates in a week, that's probably, you know, not not time yet. But if it's two dates a week for two months, okay, well, that's different.
1: Yeah. And like, but I was encouraged
0: a, by how many people were, were monogamous daters.
1: Yeah, a lot of those commenters were. And one woman was like, yeah, I've run into this problem, and so what I do is – I sort of cut down on the number of dates we're going on, and we do really fun things together to make it seem casual. And I, like, she gave really practical advice about sort of distancing himself from it. I forget what she said, but it was just really, like, she was trying to be really helpful. And, like, every comment was supportive or saying, I'm not one, but I get what you're saying. Or, you know, I just... (laughs) I really do feel dumb that I've just discovered this resource.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think honestly, I think Reddit is like, and and we really didn't plan on this being a Reddit episode, but I feel like it's, it's the same with all of these social platforms. Several years ago, I made a comment. I've probably said it on here too. Like I don't like Facebook. I never have. I've never had an account. I don't enjoy it. And I made a comment to someone that I just said, it feels like people posting Stupid updates about things I don't care about that are trivial life things. And he made a comment. And he said, well, that sounds like the people you follow. Huh. But you could follow different people. Yeah. And have a different experience. And it's the same thing. Like there are areas of Twitter that are just vile. Yes. So I don't read those. So I don't know why I wrote off Reddit altogether when I could have just taken some time. I'm sure I could still find plenty of garbage on there. Oh, Yeah. But the comments, I mean, like you're saying, the comments are so, there's no one just posting a random GIF and an insult. It's like, I have a different opinion. Here's how I see it. But I see where you're coming from. And here's my perspective on that, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. I mean, the the time that people invest, I think think is what I'm saying. Like the time that everyone puts into every comment is really impressive. Yeah, I think. They're very committed. They're
1: committed, and I think they found a sense of community there. And you can tell that many of them have these inside jokes going back and forth with each other. Like, okay, so I also wanted to talk to you about this. The guy who who broke, well, he did break the world record, but it doesn't count for, no one has ever run a marathon in less than two hours. And...
0: Right. And he still didn't. It was kind of a scientific experiment. It was a
1: scientific, quote unquote, scientific experiment, what, whatever. He still had to do it.
0: I mean, he still ran 26.2 miles and it was like one 59 hour, minutes 59 and 40, minutes and 34 seconds, seconds or something.
1: I memorized seconds, okay. it. I watched it like 17 times. The <laughs> the finish.
0: And he is, he is 34 years old and has two, two kids, mm-hmm. three kids. He has a wife and kid like He But he ran just over 13 miles an hour for two fucking hours. I, wow.
1: Yeah. And there were several threads on Reddit about it. And that's where I saw the video. That's where I saw that he ran over 13 miles per hour. That's where I saw people comparing it to like cycling and that a lot of like normal people could barely keep up 13 miles an hour on their bike. Actually, that's where the Swede... Um, ribbed the Dane. The Dane was just like, Whatever, man, thirteen miles an hour is nothing no big deal. And the Swede was like, Yeah, because your shithole country is flat. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ribbed him back. Oh, man. And it but like it was obviously they knew each other and but like reading that and and the anniversary of us running the marathon three years ago was last week, I believe, right?
0: That's right. So he did that, I guess, in in my time zone. It was like early, early, early morning Uh Saturday, right? Yeah. And then the Chicago Marathon was the next day. And he he already holds the record for the fastest marathon in the world.
1: Exactly. Everybody kept pointing that.
0: And the second fastest, actually.
1: Anytime somebody came into the thread and was like, well, you know, he had those pacers i mean they had a car that had a laser on the ground and the guy and somebody would go he still holds the world record like <laughs> he's not
0: and it's it's like 2 2 hours and 1 minute or yeah. something i mean it's insane
1: which shows you that with the preparation that he did under the conditions that he did with i think there were 20 pacers that they rotated in and out so he had a v formation in the back and a v formation in the front who were pacing him and there was a car in front of all of them that was putting a laser on the ground to make sure that they were running exactly where they should be running. So there's all of this, you know, technology behind him doing this. And not to mention the fact that I guess the president of Kenya called him the night before and said, good luck. We're counting on you. Oh God. (laughs) And, um, and like anytime someone would say, you know, the, he cheated, it's, you know, he he had $300 pair of shoes on and someone would go, my shoes are $300 and I can only run a, a an eight minute mile. What are you talking about?
0: I mean, there's always going to be those naysayers, but I think all of the, the articles that I've been reading that, that an event like this triggers and whether it's swimming or running or any any number of these feats. The things that people look at in detail, I, I read this morning this massive breakdown of those shoes. Really? Because they've never been worn by anyone. But I mean, they were specifically designed by Nike for this, like all of the the technology that went into it. But the point of the article wasn't he won because of these shoes. It was like, here's why these shoes helped him win. But he still did it. He still, he did, still it. did it. Like, you can have the best of everything. I mean, you could put me in a Ferrari and I'm not going to set any lap records because I don't know how to drive that (laughs) shit. Even if it's a great car, you give me $300 shoes. I'm still not going to run a marathon in under two hours.
1: Yeah. A woman commented and said, you know, my child will know, like my child in his lifetime knows that a marathon can be run in under two hours. How amazing is that for our children to know this, that it's a possibility. And once those records are broken, they tend to sort of start um, – they start to uh, be beaten again, um, the four-minute mile. Um,
0: right. And,
1: yeah, I, it, it made me nostalgic watching him run and watching all the videos about it. I think I forwarded you the video where um, they had taken footage of him running. Um, and people trying to keep up with him on a treadmill and they were like right. sprinting their asses off and falling on their faces because they couldn't keep up with his regular pace. And yep. it just reminded me of like going to the expos and getting, getting the, the bib numbers and actually running and the joy that I eventually did find in it. <laughs>
0: So are we doing no. it in 2020? I can't even can, I can I can't even
1: at? exercise right now, which is a huge part of my problem that's making it's like a circular problem. Like my feet can't heal because I can't my nutrient absorption is shit. And so it's like this horrible cycle of yeah.
0: Can I pull you in a wagon? <laughs> that would be great.
1: Yes, you could pull me in a wagon. Oh man! Yeah,
0: yeah. That was pretty. That was pretty phenomenal, though. And I, I read somewhere all of these things are jumbling together because I was just trying to devour as much as I could. But they asked. He was asked in an interview. I don't know if it was related to this or an older interview about kind of these long races and how he gets through when it gets hard. And he he said he smiles really like halfway through.
1: Really, to make
0: him feel better about running. <gasps> I've tried that. (laughs) It doesn't work. Not, not at all. No. I, I still remember like the dinner after we ran and Christy Turlington kicked both of our asses in time and just looked as lovely and fresh and wonderful as always. And I felt like I was going to keel over.
1: She had a pacer.
0: Yeah, yeah but you could have given me a pacer and I still would have felt I like dying.
1: Pacers are normal in, in marathons, actually. In normal marathons, you can have someone running next to you who basically is just like, I'm here to help you stay up to pace. That's like, it's a normal thing. When he crossed the finish line, he just looked so so happy and not winded at all. And yeah. a lot of people in the comments were saying that, um, a lot of Kenyan runners hear about people who run marathons in between four and five hours and are like, how can you stand to do that? <laughs> like, that. right.
0: Just get it done as fast as you right. can.
1: Like that's way worse than running as fast as I run. Like, why would you run for five straight hours? What are you doing? That's terrible. <laughs>
0: it's weird to to think about that. Even, I mean, the Chicago marathon, I was watching the elite runners and, and I know they're moving ridiculously fast, but it doesn't look that way. Yeah. Like they look like they're just out for a run. Mm -hmm.
1: Their stride is so big.
0: Their stride is just massive. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't run one mile at that pace. Yeah. And they just do it. And it looks like a normal run for them. And it's incredible.
1: Yeah. I I can testify to. I can testify in the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Um, when we ran the Chicago, and I hadn't trained and I wasn't gonna run it, but then showed up and y'all convinced me to do it. And I was with someone who was. We were. It was very slow, and then we got to mile fourteen, and she started to walk, and I was hurting at mile fourteen hurting, 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 hurting. And uh, I just looked at her and I said, I know I, I know that I told you that I was going to stay with you the whole time, but I'm going to collapse if I don't run. So I've got to run. And she's like, you know what? I'm good. I've got my music. I've got my stuff. You, you, you go. And so I ran the last half pretty fa- pretty faster than I ran the first half of it. Because oh, yeah. It was, you made up
0: a lot of time in the back half.
1: Yeah. It, it was so painful to walk. Like, I was like, my body's going to collapse if I walk. So I can tell, yeah, it's very different to just run and get it over with than be out there for five and a half hours.
0: It's that mental piece for me where I, as soon as I start walking, I start to do the math. I'm like, well, okay, I have 13 miles left. And if I walk a 15-minute mile... I am going to be doing this forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. Like, I would rather pain for a shorter period of time than pain for a longer period of time. But yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was interesting to wake up and read something about it. I was on Twitter when someone said, Oh, I was asleep. And, uh, nursing some ice cream in my bed only to find out that someone ran in a sub two marathon. I'm like, what? Where is this? And I looked on Twitter. I couldn't find it. And so I went to Reddit and it was right at the top of Reddit. Yep. So this brings us back to um, how Bumble is going for, for you. Ready to pop the question?
0: So when you texted me about this, I was busy swiping while sitting at a bar with a friend of mine and Bumble still sucks. I don't like anything about it. I did finally dig into like the advanced, what they call advanced filters where you can say that you want to find someone who already has kids and wants more or doesn't want more or whatever. So I started to set those filters because what it amounted to is that I would see someone like you see them, their first name, what they do and possibly where they work. i be like, okay, sure. So then I would scroll to the first part of their bio. And if it said they, they wanted kids someday, I would swipe left because I don't want more kids. And that happened. Oh my god! Like seventy-five percent of the time. Really? Oh yeah. That oh, yeah. many
1: women still want kids? Well, I guess your age so, range so is many. pretty low.
0: And that—that's it too. Is I feel like my my age range is low, and I feel like in the thirty to forty bracket, I'm seeing more people thirty to thirty-five that's just how i feel like those are the people that come up i guess yeah so that's happening uh, or or i'll see and then maybe they don't want kids but they want something casual i'm like no i don't oh, i don't have time yeah, for that shit those are fun yeah yeah so you know it's a th- and i'm i'm out with a friend of mine and he's there he's like no nah, swipe right Swipe right. Yeah, swipe right. Just keep swiping right. Just swipe right. It's a numbers game. Just swipe right. I'm like, no, that's that's really gonna backfire. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I would rather not connect with anyone than connect with a bunch of people that I swipe right on as some sort of strange social experiment. Yeah. But I don't I I don't I really, really don't like it.
1: H- have you done Tinder?
0: I have not. You're the third person who has asked me that when I said I don't like Bumble. I'm afraid of Tinder. I feel like Tinder, I have the same feeling about Tinder as I did about Reddit. Right. It just seems like a, the, not the good option.
1: Well, I, I will tell you that I had more luck on Tinder in finding dates to go on. Bumble, for some reason, is, I I don't know, it produces, again, this sort of mixture of, "Eh, I don't really need to go out or respond to your message, you know? Whereas Tender, people are way more interested in, like, not carrying on the conversation for four days, and, yeah.
0: Which is, it's funny because so many women on Bumble have that like as part of their bio. Like I'm not looking for a pen pal. We don't need a message for a month. I'd rather just meet you in person and, you know, be able to make a decision. Yeah. But I think, and I don't, maybe, maybe Tinder is set up the same, but in addition to the woman having to start the conversation first, when a match is made, when you both swipe right, there's 24 hours. Exactly. So if someone doesn't log back in. Right. It disappears and you don't even have any way of knowing that it ever happened. It's just gone. Which I guess, you know, we we mentioned this last week, like people aren't permanently filtered out on Bumble. So you could have that person come up again, but a lot of people are busy. I mean, they're not checking Bumble 10 times a day. Right.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So I think you kind of miss or potentially miss connections.
1: Yeah. I think that plays into it as well. And Tinder is sort of the old standard for you know what it means to swipe. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I I mean I do know two people though who um, went on dates with um, convicted felons, not knowing they were convicted felons <laughs>
0: from Tinder. Yes. Oh, wonderful! How were the dates?
1: They did not go well. Ended early. <laughs> oh man (laughs) two separate people I know um that's I mean that's not the norm um but yeah
0: (sighs) yeah it's I don't I don't know it still feels very unnatural and I think we didn't talk about this I think I texted after we had recorded and I'm gonna start with this just so that we're clear I fully understand that women like the outdoors and that women can like to hunt and do all of the things that men do. I, I get that. There is absolutely no way that every single, single woman 30 to 40 in the Chicagoland area loves the great outdoors (laughs) as much as all of these bios love the great outdoors. Honestly, I, I don't, I feel like it's there because they think, that's what single men want to see. I just put in my bio that I hate camping and sports because <laughs> fuck it. Honestly, I don't, I just don't understand it. And I, I, it's not that I hate being outside. Like I will go, I run outside. I will go for a hike, but I don't need to camp for a weekend and hunt and fish and then throw a football around. Right. And I know that I'm not alone there.
1: You're not you're not. I do think that that's what women think men want to see. Well, especially in Utah, which is why when you said Chicagoland area, I was like, okay, so I guess there's camping. And then, like, where do
0: you where do you hunt here? <laughs> I <don't know>. Honestly, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't get it.
1: I mean, I mean Utah. I mean the outdoors is a thing, right? Like ev- like again, it's the the deer and the fish and the skiing and the, the hiking and the, all of it. So like liking the outdoors here, I'm pretty sure that like women think that men ne- want to to understand that they love it. I I didn't put I might murder you if you put me in a tent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I I feel I like but I was. I just tempted. have to have that out there because I don't. I don't know. Might as well just put everything on the table.
1: I know. I mean, I did get to the point. I don't know if I ever did. Like, if you voted for Trump, just to just just white left. I don't want to.
0: Um, I may. Have I have gotten. run across a lot of profiles that say that.
1: Yeah, I've seen so many women who have posted like and men who have posted messages from people who swiped right and then messaged them and were like why are you so such an awful person stereotyping me duh, 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 duh. i can't believe that you would be so narrow-minded as to not date someone who who thinks differently from you
0: so they swipe just to be able to yeah oh wow
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: which kind of proves the point but, you know I I mean, I just accept, like, I know there's going to be people on there that I would never have anything in common with, and that's fine. I still think it's weird that you answer questions about, like, religion and politics and all And then sometimes they still throw you someone who is really the exact opposite, like, polar opposite. Mm-hmm. And I know opposites attract and all, whatever, but... I feel like there are certain things that it's very hard to be polar opposite on like Trump.
1: (laughs) I, I have talked to so many people who have um, gotten out of some miserable partnerships and relationships and marriages who were so like, Oh, I get to date. Right. Oh, I'm, you know, I never thought I would date again. Like here I am in the, you know the next phase of my life, and I get to date, and then they get on Tinder and Bumble, and are like, "This is
0: terrible." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep I don't want to date. I don't want to date. Oh God, make it stop.
0: I think I'm. I've decided that the benefit it will provide is that if it gets me in the right headspace to accept that dating is a process and this is how it happens and then kind of makes me more open to that idea that maybe that will just help outside of the app and make me more likely to i don't know pursue opportunities or something i'm just trying to be optimistic because okay. it sucks
1: well then I'll, then let this so you know i went on how many fucking dates jesus christ
0: i can't even count Well, there were, I mean, I know I didn't even know about all of them, but there were, there were several.
1: There are many, and it, it was, it was always, not always, but the majority of the time, it was kind of miserable. Like, I didn't think that I was ever going to find anyone in Utah um, that sort of matched my quirkiness. I'm not your normal Utah girl (sighs) and I'm not being mean. I'm not being mean. I'm just not your normal Utah girl. And so again, like whenever cowboy would come up on the app, I would just close it because I didn't know what to do because I know him. Right. And it was actually one of his friends who convinced me to go have a drink with him. And she's like, we, she's like, And I had just met her that night and she's like, and she and her husband look at me and they're like, we we really, really like you. And we really, and we know that, you know, Pete, and we really think that you should have a drink with him. (laughs) And I was like, okay, whatever. That's fine. And so he had left the event that we were at and they called him and he came back down and we went and got a drink. And right then and there. Yeah. Wow. And, we talked for three hours, like just it was like effortless and easy, and we talked and like we had everything in common. And I was like, "Oh God, maybe what? Wait."
0: And he totally <laughs> called you out for not swiping right on him. He didn't totally he? did. It was one of the first oh, yeah. things he
1: said to me. He's like, "Why aren't you swiping?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? I I've I have have I seen you on the app? I I I." <laughs> but it was like. So different from every other Tinder and Bumble date that I had been on. So wildly different. And it was so good to notice the difference and to see it and to appreciate it. Oh, I'm sure. So I'm sure that contributed to that for sure. And um,
0: Yeah. I mean, I think just being on the app shows yourself that you're interested and open. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I mean, I think depending on your approach, that can just bleed into other areas of life. Yeah. Maybe. Or I'm just going to have to like hunting and camping and fishing. (laughs) Here, honestly, the the biggest thing, and I mean, this was the case before I ever got onto Bumble. But like the the question that people always ask, they're like, cubs or socks? Oh, really? And I'm like, I don't fucking care who wins. (laughs) I don't follow it. I don't know the players. For one, I'm not from Illinois, but I never cared about it in Michigan either. So oh so God. many profiles are like, oh huge Cubbies fan. I'm like oh fuck. Okay. And I don't I don't automatically swipe left on people who are big sports fans. If they're big outdoor fans, then yes. That's pretty automatic. But sports I can I can deal.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can contribute to a conversation about sports because I grew up watching them because of my family. But, I mean, I don't, I haven't watched a game of anything other than, like, the World Cup in France when they won.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't, mm-mm.
0: I think the last the last baseball game I watched was when the Cubs won the World Series.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Yep. And I really only streamed the last couple innings on my phone, so that doesn't even count.
1: That's right.
0: I think we were texting.
1: Yes, we were. I remember that.
0: That was 2016, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And I remember somebody had predicted that if the Cubs won the World Series... That Trump would win the election because uh, the world, uh, the world couldn't stand having that much good karma. <laughs> oh
0: God! Oh man!
1: And so, if the Cubs won, so we're risking Trump, and then the the Cubs won, and we were so sort of excited. And I was like, I don't, I don't believe in people who say shit like that. I don't believe in people who say shit like that.
0: <laughs> and then it happened. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Outdoorsy. I mean, it was initially like a, um, a deal breaker for me, but I ended up, the, the longest I dated someone was, he was like a kayaker and snowboarder and camper and all of that. One of our dates was on a snowmobile, his snowmobile. What? Yeah.
0: You went snowmobiling?
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah I was so cold
0: (laughs) it's it's really hard because like you and you see in, in profiles like up for new experiences or new adventures or whatever generic language people pick I feel the same way but I just know there are experiences in certain categories that I don't need And have so little interest in that I will not enjoy it. Yeah. It's not bad that people are into it, but I just know I won't like it.
1: Well, and that whole phrase, up for new experiences and adventures, really turned me off. I mean, there were several like key phrases that really, like, into the outdoors. Come on. Come on. Travel the world. Travel the world. Yeah. Um, uh, into new adventures and experiences. And I'd be like, ah, and I think we talked about this last week. There was a the one guy who wasn't like what I'm conventionally attracted to, but I remember, I remember what he said in his profile, which was please don't be dull.
0: <laughs> please don't be dull. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. That was, I have to steal that. That
1: was it. That's all he wrote was, please don't be dull. I scrolled through his photos and I saw that he was, um, he was a vet. I went on many dates with vets, by the way.
0: I'm sorry. War vet or animal vet?
1: War vets. Okay. Sorry.
0: (laughs) I just, I didn't know.
1: (laughs) I didn't go on any dates with veterinarians, no. I went on many dates with with vets and each one of them was just super, super, super anti-government. Like... Hates the military, hates the government, really, really anti. What they had been through.
0: One of them was the non-voter, right? Yes. Or was that someone else? Okay,
1: that was the non-voter. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, uh, he said, "Don't be dull," and that intrigued me because it wasn't any of the stupid tropes that people use, right? like, or and. Because you scroll through those you, you scroll through those profiles and you see the same thing over and over again.
0: Exactly. And I tried to write one because that's what they all were. I'm like, well, maybe that's what people like. So let me just write a draft of my profile that's like that. And it was so generic yeah. that I felt like just deleting everything and writing, just ask. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that I drink coffee or that I like <laughs> to be outside or that I just... <laughs> I don't know, but it's, but it's a balance because I know
1: people will put that in their profile. I love coffee,
0: right? I love coffee and red wine. I'm like, okay, that, that tells me nothing about you at all. But I also am leery of the people because I don't, I mean, you're, you're familiar with Bumble, so you can write a certain amount, but then you've also got those little tags applied to you, like liberal voter, whatever. Yeah. Some people have nothing written and maybe one or two tags. Which is, I'm always skeptical because I feel like it's not enough for me to swipe based on anything other than looks, which is not enough for me to swipe.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: Unless Unless their job sounds interesting, then sometimes I will. Because that's the only other piece of information I have.
1: Yeah, sometimes you. Sometimes I. I would just. I would swipe just to see. Okay, are you going to be interesting on text? Like, are you going to send me messages that are interesting? Uh, often they would not be, but sometimes they. <laughs> sometimes they would surprise me, and they would be interesting. That's sort of where you get to the meat is when you start texting. And you're like, okay, what kind of texter are you? And then you're like, right. oh, okay says yeah. a lot about a person. It really does. Oh yeah.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Punctuation is a big one for me. I <laughs> Re- really, really like the punctuation.:
1: You know what is really big for me is being unable to put more than one sentence into a message, like, 16 messages because each one is a different sentence.:
0: Oh, oh God.
1: That sort of thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think the only text message I have ever read that had no punctuation and was absolutely perfect and I don't even remember the subject. But there was a text um I think it was something that that you you sent me that Lita had sent you. <laughs> and it had no punctuation but when I read it it sounded exactly like how a frustrated teenager would communicate if speaking like 100%. (laughs) It was absolutely amazing. I mean, I read it over and over again. I'm like, this is, this is beautiful.
1: Um, I don't know if you remember that. I remember the exact text. Yes. but I won't, I won't reveal what it was about,
0: (laughs) but it was hysterical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's been in, a. uh, she's shifting moods. She's going in and out because she's a teenager. She goes in and out of moods. But, like, Friday, she was, like, almost manic because it was Friday. And she she got to, like, not have to worry about homework or piano. And we went out for dinner. And she was being fucking hysterical. Like, my kid is really fucking funny. And she can imitate anybody. And she has these really quick quips when you say something that they just boom, come out of her mouth. I mean, I, I told you about the one where she, we were talking about dressing up for Halloween and she's like, you don't have to do anything. You can just go as a zombie the way you're walking.
0: Right. <laughs> just,
1: it just like came out of her mouth.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: I was like, "Hun, you have had a fractured foot, sprained foot for the last month. Shush. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's fun. It's fun. Intermittently. <laughs>
0: Yeah, when they're not being unbearable. Yeah,
1: I love my children.
0: (laughs) Well, I and I think we've said like you you always have to love them. You just don't always have to like them.
1: (laughs) I finally, I finally. When was it? Oh God, I don't remember what day it was. And I just had had the longest day or something. And Marlo was in the room and she was just all over the place. And I looked at her and I said, "I need." 10 minutes of silence. Please. (laughs) I just couldn't take it anymore because she couldn't stop talking. And it was just constant, 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 constant talking. And I was just like, please help me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I can, oh God, I can relate to that. Yeah. Lexton has started this thing uh, where he will be watching a show and he starts talking which I'm totally okay with like a comment that has to do with the show or something. If it's a, if it's a comment, but something will happen that will spur a completely unrelated thought that has to be shared in detail. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, he doesn't pause it. He just talks and says it and then asks me what happened in the show. And this is not a one-off thing. This is like frequently, almost every time we watch a show. Ugh. And I, I'm trying to get, I'm like, you know, if you, if you shut up, <laughs> you won't have to, you won't have to ask. You could just write your questions down and ask them afterward.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Or I, I don't know if he does this to you, but Marlo is listening to everything. I cannot have a quiet conversation with someone without her Being across the house, her coming up the stairs and going, what was that about sex? What did you say? What is that? Huh? Oh, yeah. Huh? Or I'll be at my computer and I'm looking at something and she will sneak up behind me and just watch me as I'm scrolling through my computer. And I'm like, dude, first of all, I startle easily. So if I hurt you, it's not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Stop looking over my shoulder at my computer. God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I had to have that conversation. I mean, it's been a couple of years, but because he would read over when I was like texting or on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I finally told him, I'm like, there's, I don't have secrets, but there are just things that aren't for you. Right. Like, I'm not hiding things. There's just things that you don't need to see.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, not, not because there's anything bad going on, but they're just, you know, we do, we do separate things. Yeah. Yeah, no, even when he was when he was Marlo's age, like he would do the same thing. He would listen, and you, you wouldn't really know. But with him, it was a little sneakier. You're like, what was that about? I'm like, oh, nothing. He's like, oh, because I thought you were talking to Grandma and Grandpa about me staying the night over there. <laughs> okay, so you heard the whole thing then, is what you're saying? hmm And he'll be, like, across the house, clearly doing something else, but picks up on it. Everything. Yeah.
1: It's a little maddening.
0: Uh, Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I just wonder if he still does it and doesn't say anything now. (laughs) Just probably the case. I'm hoping he's got enough of his own world in his head that that has decreased, but...
1: I know you have to go and... um, I do. So we can wrap up this winding, winding ramble.
0: There's going to be a lot of Bumble updates, just because that's that's life now. (laughs) That's life.
1: Uh, We would love to hear um, your stories about finding information on the internet. Googling your symptoms, right? Not a good thing to do sometimes.
0: Yeah, maybe some good Reddit Mm -hmm. threads, if you know of them. I'm up for that.
1: By the way, there was a woman who had uh, rescued a wolf or a fox, a giant fox, and was like, you guys help. Um, He's only bit me once, but I found this wild dog on the road, and I don't know what to do with him. Oh, my
0: (laughs) God.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. So we would love to hear your stories about Reddit, about Bumble, about dating, about kids looking over your shoulder, and um, sports, running. Can you run a sub to Marathon? You can send your stories to stories at manicramblings.com. And you can find us online, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Manic Ramblings.
0: And, and Patreon.
1: Oh, and Patreon. Yes. yes. <laughs> that, that's important. Patreon.com slash Manette Grambling. Until next time.
0: Don't be dull.
1: Don't be dull. There you go. You could steal that one. I'm,
0: I'm definitely going to steal that. One.
1: Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing
0: stuff.